Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. Happy Halloween. What's up ghouls and goblins? Ooh, spooky. That was spooky. Wasn't it? No. Pretty good. (laughs) Uh, We are recording this on Halloween, but you're probably listening to the day after Halloween. So hope you had a good time. Hope you didn't get any razor blades in your candy. Did anyone ever actually do that? <laughs> it's there's only been one case, and it wasn't razor blades. <laughs> it was poison, and it wasn't by a stranger. It was by a family member. So there's actually never been a case of a, a family stri- member. Yep, it was a family wow. member who did it. That is a trick. It's always someone close, man. Always. That's how you get caught. But you know, fucking, you know, like in the '80s and the '90s, like you know, you gotta get people fucking to listen in. We gotta make, we gotta scare the shit out of them. Like check your candy. Yeah, and, and, and we're all living in that world now. Where yeah. Now people are just afraid to talk to people. No, I think people are just glued to their phones. That's true, too. Well, uh, we got to see a special... uh, We got to see Dr. Sleep last night. And we're about to ruin the shit out of it for you. No, we're not. We'll uh, we'll do a more in-depth review of it once it actually comes out. Because it it actually is released November 8th, I believe. Yeah, I think 7th. Thursday. 7th, whatever. Uh... So uh, we won't ruin it, but we will talk a little bit about, like, should you see it? Should you not see it? That sort of thing. Um, and uh, we'll talk about the Game of Thrones showrunners who just got canned from their Star Wars job. <laughs> um, and uh, a couple other things. So. Actually, I'm not too sure if they got canned or if they decided. Like, they're yeah, to- it was. It, they're, I'm leaning towards they got canned. It, there's a bunch of stuff on that, but uh, we'll talk about a little bit about that and get into it and our thoughts on that. Before we do that, let's do some nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. So I'm continuing my Stephen King. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Audio. <laughs> I'm on the last book, Find. Uh, no, I'm sorry, End of Watch. Ooh. And um, I'm, I'm a little bummed out because it's, it wasn't as great as the other two. Which is and it's the last one, and I did enjoy the characters. Yeah, I'm like about an hour and a half uh, audiobook. Sorry, guys, I'm not reading it. Um, hour and a half left to finishing it. And it's kind of more like I need to get through it because I want to listen to something else now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just that the other two were so great, and the uh, the middle of this was just a little bit too stretched out, and it was a lot of explaining how the master plan. How it actually went through. I don't want to ruin it for anyone's going to read it or listen to it, but um, it was just a lot of explanation. In it's just that there was so it's much. It's just great- a whole book of that last scene in 
in uh, Sherlock Holmes where he's like, elementary, this is how I knew exactly what. No. You know, you have this under his fingernails. And this no, and it's, this. it's your classic Stephen King going back and forth between characters, but yeah. it's just more a lot of uh, technical stuff of why, I don't want to give anything away, why this villain was able to do what he did. And okay. It, I mean, it's still good. It's still good. And I'm a little bummed out that I probably won't get to hear this uh, character, uh, Kermit Hodges, again, because um, he was pretty cool. I would have loved to get more of his um, detective stories, but I mean, it's closing out. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, my nerdy confession this week. Um, let's see. I got two different ones. Which one should I do? Uh, okay. Well, uh, I'll keep it on the book side of things. Um, I am currently finishing the last book. Well, it's, it's the last book so far of the Expanse series, which Ooh. is a really good sci-fi series. If you guys have not checked it out, you definitely should. It's it's really, really awesome. Um, there's like two or three seasons of it that was on sci-fi channel i think it was on sci-fi but i think amazon, amazon picked it up yeah. now and so they're going to be continuing it that should be coming out soon too um that's one of those shows you have to pay attention i have a tendency of watching a show and doing something else yeah you can't with this well not to space <laughs> <laughs> what else would you masturbate to <laughs> gross uh <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it, you do have to pay attention. I mean, you know, lots of stuff does lead into it, and it, like, um, there are it is worth some rewatch and stuff here and there. But the books are just so good, and one thing that the books do that the show doesn't do um, very well, and it's I, I it's understandably why the there's you know there's people who live on Earth, there's people who live on Mars, and then there's and the belt. belters, and. In the book, belters are actually like they're way taller, way skinnier. Their heads are a little bit bigger than normal humans because they've grown up in zero to low gravity. The show touches on it, but it that's very that's a lot of CG, right? Exactly. And to make it look good, but there were a couple belters in the show. They're like, oh, that guy doesn't look. <laughs> yeah, normal. yeah. Well, they, I think they they definitely cast people who are kind of bigger and lankier and stuff. And they had the one guy who was like they had on earth and who they were like gravity torturing. They were just like letting them just hang there and let the one G just fuck the, them up. The main detective was supposed to be a belter, right? He just didn't look like, yeah, he's a belter. And then, uh, Naomi, the, the main chick in it, she's a belter too. Um, so yeah, it's hard. I, I get that. It's hard to cast that, but that's one of the really cool things in it. Also, the effect of gravity in general on it is so interesting and it goes into so much more depth in the book. Like when they're doing, you know, they got to do all these crazy evasion moves and stuff like that. You know, there's a huge G forces when they're using the, the, um, the maneuvering thrusters and stuff in the ship. And so they're in these couches that like swing around depending on which way the thrust is coming from. Would that happen in space? Yeah. I guess, would it? I guess yeah, the initial. So, well, but once you're going. No, once you're going, there's a constant force from one direction. So it's pushing you back into it. And then you move a different direction, it pushes you a different Got way. it. Okay. So, like, if I it, thought, like, if they're going forward, I was like, well, once they're going forward, shouldn't it just continue in motion? Since I don't know. I need yeah. to study more physics. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they have these gel couches and they swing around and stuff. They even shoot this stuff, like, through needles into them that helps them, like, 
uh, deal with it so they don't stroke out and stuff like that. There's all sorts of cool little stuff in there that you don't really get in the show that the books just do such a better job on. So anyway, I'm on like book like, I don't know, eight or something like that. And, and it's not the last one. There was a huge time jump. Like there's a 30 year time jump between the last one and this one, which is crazy. Um, and then apparently there's a new book coming out in 2020. So I'm excited. Nice. But uh, check it out. The Expanse. Really good. Uh, there's some cool like alien stuff. There's some cool. I forgot the actor's name who plays the detective, but he was really great. Thomas Jane. He was the Punisher. He was really great in that role. Yeah. Had, like this weird, like lazy detective type, but he was like really good. Yeah. It was. It, I just remember really liking his character. It was very interesting. He's great. He was definitely one of my favorite characters in the first book. Um, and then Holden, who's like the other main character guy, the captain of the, the Rosinante. Um, he, he took a while to grow on me, but now he's one of my favorite characters. He was annoying in the show. Yeah, he was. And I think he kind of, and he was annoying, I think, in the books as well, up until like book, you know, I don't know, three or four. And he starts kind of like being more comfortable with himself and you kind of get a better idea of who he is as a person. Um, and then Amos is just awesome because he just, he just has like no conscious. He just like murders people all the time. Oh, is that the psychopath? Yeah, he's awesome. But yeah, check that out, guys. If you haven't, if you like sci-fi, uh, it's definitely worth a read or a listen or whatever. Um, really good series. I enjoy it. It's actually written by two different guys. Hmm. Um, and then one thing that's kind of cool that you don't see that often in books, because um, each chapter is from a different character's point of view. And I really like it when these guys um, do uh, the like switch between characters and it'll be two characters who are like talking to each other almost. So like it'll, it'll do this one whole chapter where like somebody, you know, is, you know, they say something like, you know, um, you know, comps check, can you hear me coming in? And then, and then they're like, Oh no, you know, the comms are down, blah, 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 blah. And they go on for a whole chapter worth of stuff. And then the next chapter will start and it'll be like, comms check coming in i can't hear you and then it'll start from someone else's listening to them and then it goes and follows their story for the whole chapter so it's really cool how they like switch back and forth from the same moment in time kind of thing so Hmm, interesting it's pretty interesting i I like it a lot um but yes all righty then well so big news in the nerd world right now um uh db weiss and uh, David Bainoff. Who cares? Bainoff. No, um, the showrunners for Game of Thrones, uh, who were set to produce or write or whatever the next trilogy of Star Wars, have left Lucasfilm um, to focus on their Netflix deal. Which I, I've been having a hard time finding out what the Netflix deal is. But it's I, not Game of Thrones. I don't. It's believe. not Game of Thrones. Um, it's like. Uh, it's but the budget was like two hundred fifty million dollars. So so I know my previous they opinion, like to follow their money. You know, like I I'm very I'm not even irritated. I'm pissed off with them. Just like before, and it's not because of the Game of Thrones thing. Well, it kind of is because there was they had what was it like a meeting somewhere, and it wasn't filmed, and no one was writing articles. But it was we, a convention. It was a, it was a convention. But someone was live tweeting everything, and if the yeah. tweets are accurate, it's like. Those guys are pieces of shit for their choices of Game of Thrones. Like they had mentioned that the first season episodes were like 39 minutes and 
HBO was like, yo, guys, we need, like, an hour show. And they were like, okay, I guess we'll fill in, like, some interactions with characters that was in the book, but we decided we didn't want to put in. Yeah, they realized that they never had a scene with uh, Robert Baratheon and Cersei. Yeah, it's like... That scene was actually really good, though. Yeah, it, it was. That was one of my favorites, when they were actually, like... When they actually chill with each other for a minute, and they're, and they're actually, like, completely really honest, honest with like each other. Really honest. Like, they dislike oh, each other, but at the same time, they're like, you know what, let's just be honest. Yeah. I never really loved you. We had some good times. They're like, oh, shit. It's getting real. But, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was some real shit. Um, what else did they mention? Uh, uh, they never read the books, I guess? Like, Yeah, like, they they didn't really read the books. They, they also, like, let the characters kind of, like... They let the actors dictate the characters right. and stuff like that. They're like, "Oh yeah, we didn't, yeah, we didn't have a clear idea of, you know, who Jon Snow or Arya was supposed to be. So we just kind of let them roll with it, and then, you know, we just started writing it for the actor. We're like, okay, well that's kind of interesting. And um, they don't listen to uh, fan feedback at all. They, yeah. don't, you know, like yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't think you know, there's any real reason to listen to that or anything. And, <laughs> What is, they also said, like, oh, yeah, we minus a lot of the fantasy that was in it. Yeah, well, they, they they wanted to take out all of the fantasy of it. And it's like, what the what what are you talking it's like about? It's a, they're fantasy novels, bro. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. And because um, they said they wanted to cater more towards, like, uh, football, people who watch football or, like, moms. And, like, they yeah, can like fantasy. That was one thing. They, they wanted to get the audience... Um, uh, yeah, they wanted to. They didn't want to focus on the fans who were fans of fantasy. They wanted to get you know soccer moms and football fans. Um, it's like they can like fantasy. That was my thing. Is like they don't fantasy people who enjoy fantasy novels aren't like strictly only fantasy. We they also enjoy other things. Yeah, and not only that, those are the guys who are going to be. Uh, those are going to be uh, the ones buying all this stuff. The merchandising and um, you know watching it on repeat and. It, it was just like ne- the- needle and pen was the one um, who uh, tweet tweeted all the stuff. I think that was the original person tweeting, and it said like you know so you know D and D were uh, describing the pre meeting with George R. R. Martin, who was questioning their um, their bona fides, whatever that means, and I mean like maybe the references. We didn't really have any. We had never done TV and didn't have any like you know references we don't know why he trusted us with his life's work great right (laughs) great way to start off um yeah it was just it was so crazy um i wanted to find some of the stuff but anyway um you know one of the one of the crazy things after that okay so so now oh i hope that video doesn't start playing um it's so they've dropped um AKA they were kicked out. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> apparently and, and people were wondering like why it happened. I feel very strongly because of those tweets. Like that got out. It's like, yo, these guys aren't gonna care about Star Wars and Star Wars fans are hard. Oh, is that the Austin Film Festival? That's what it was. And you know, like you Star Wars fans, even now with these movies, which I like, I know if Seamus is listening, <laughs> would be pissed off or anyone yeah. who dislikes the new movies, like I mean, they're successful. They make money. Right. And even with that, like, some fans are still like, no, these characters wouldn't have done that. Like, they wouldn't have done this. And people are upset. Now, to get two guys who don't listen to fans on top of that, it would be terrible for the franchise. Well, you know, not only that, it's just like, you know, 
obvious it's a obviously it's a, a beloved franchise and the the public opinion of these guys isn't great right you know so they need i feel like, like it started if I was, sucking right at the end of game of thrones yeah, and I, these tweets didn't fucking help yeah if i was if i was uh the guys at lucas films like kathleen kennedy and stuff you know um and whoever's the head of disney now um i'd be like oh do we really want to put you know do we really want to put this property that we spent f- like four billion dollars buying in the hands of these guys who have a bad public image? Now I don't think this is all um, all that led to them, you know, separating from Lucasfilm. Well, there was things saying them, that they were having hard times, you know, um, time uh, management, time management between their whatever their Netflix project is and and this um, and the new Star Wars. Um, and they were like super behind on the on the Netflix project. And but stuff, this so. is why I call bullshit on that. Now, like, I'm sure what they're working on Netflix is great and big, but nothing's going to be really bigger than Star Wars. And right. if you were had to pick a project, it's like, well, I, I already worked. And maybe I'll give them a little bit of credit. And say we don't want to burn Netflix because they. Right. Let us. But if I had to pick a project, I'm going yeah. fucking Star Wars. Like, well, they obviously don't know what. What, what they're doing. <laughs> um, here's some, some of the other uh, highlights from the tweets. Um, someone asked, did they go online? And David said, yes. Dan literally said, um, we were geographically challenged and the maps were helpful. So that's nice. Uh, they also uh, went on to say that they went to fan casting pages and that's how they found Jason Momoa. Oh, I read that one. That was like that's, the yeah. one good call, I guess. Um, and uh, let's see. Dan is saying that the writers and source material end up in divorce, and that there's and that their divorce is, was amicable since they ran out of material. Um, they were super nervous during the pitch and everything. Um, well, let's see here. They acknowledge that they have no idea why, after such a dismal pilot, why they uh, went forward. Everything we uh, could make a mistake on, we did. Um, I mean, the gist of it is basically like the it was show. Basically, an expensive film school for he and Dave. It's like the show was great in spite of them, like not because of them. It was like oh, everyone he, else that he, was working on he, it. Here's the one you were talking about. Um, the episodes were averaging 39 minutes, and HBO made them write uh, and film 100 minutes of scenes to meet their contractual obligations. For example, they added the scene where Cersei and Robert, um, because they realized there was no scene with with them in it. So terrible! It's so uh, bad. They didn't understand the characters. Uh, the extra minutes helped them understand the characters better, um, and the actors redefined the ro- roles, especially Maisie. And they began writing for the actors. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like the one that really pissed me. I was like, oh, it was, a, it was like you know, free film school, and we learned a lot. I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Like, what what gets me really upset is like, why not us? Yeah, right? Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I can learn. If these guys are a bunch of fucktards, like why couldn't we do it? Like I feel like we had some pretty good ideas throughout the We the, pitched some stuff out that got yeah. picked up. We didn't get paid. Um So you're welcome, Blade and Marvel and Disney. <laughs> oh. They're expressing regret about putting the baby on the block of ice and him screaming. The mother was not happy because Dan just kept talking about a close up on the baby's penis. Jesus Christ, man. <sighs> That. Okay, maybe enough of that. It's just pissing me off. Yeah, again. I know. <laughs> now, another another thing somewhat related, the Game of Thrones prequel starring Naomi Watts canceled. Really? Yep. 
Oh, wow. I didn't see but that. other Game of Thrones uh, spinoff called uh, The House of Dragons or something, like that, which is a Targaryen-based uh, series, um, just got announced. Hopefully there's a lot of magic in that one. Maybe. We'll see. Hopefully. I, it'd be cool to see some, you know, some of the olden times or whatever. Um, and apparently, though, I don't think it's going to be regular HBO. I think it's going to be HBO oh, the, what, Go plus or, or whatever. Now or Plus, whatever they so have. So many subscription services, man. I hate it. I am very upset because now we're just going to have to go back to torrenting shit. Yeah. Well, know? and I'm sure that'll get stopped somehow. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> They've just used these past couple of years. To figure out ways of keeping us from torrenting stuff. Yeah, where's all our hackers, man? You guys are supposed to be up yeah, on the game. Yeah. What's going on? Let's open Pirate Bay back up. Yeah, something. Start. Yeah, let's get LimeWire back up and running. <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> God, I had so many viruses. <laughs> was, my mom's like, who's this dancing across the computer? I'm like, I don't know. Wow, oh, I don't know. You must Me- have What'd you do? <laughs> Look, I don't know. I just downloaded every Red Hot Chili Peppers album for free, so I don't know what what that's all about. <laughs> I think the last thing I remember downloading from like that or Napster or something was like um, Metallica or something. <laughs> yeah, Metallica. Um, I did the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I remember was when I got like their whole discography, um, and then like you know I just had like all sorts of music, and I had a mini disc player do you remember those yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know those and so i would just download whatever i wanted and just put it on my mini disc player a lot of billy idol so nice nice um yeah so it's kind of interesting stuff you know uh game of thrones uh apparently the reactions to the uh that naomi watts one which was all a prequel one that was the one that's supposed to be like a thousand years in the yeah past mm-hmm. or something i think it was supposed to talk about the first men and the the creation of the white walkers and whatever um, I'm sure it'll get picked up again. Yeah, we'll see. It's just interesting that they're struggling so much with Game of Thrones. Like they just—it's a really... touchy subject. People were really pissed off about the end, you know. And to me, and like I know we talked about that, it's not really the end. It's just there wasn't enough time to develop and ex- like where it would make more sense. I think if they had done more episodes, see a little bit more progression of Daenerys, you know, showing more aggressive signs and. It would have. It been. was just. It was super rushed, and like the ending wasn't satisfied because stuff came out of nowhere so fast. Yeah. And then what's really what's really shitty is now. Okay, we all thought maybe it was because they were working on Star Wars. Well, they weren't working on nope. Star Wars. Yeah. Working on some Netflix show or something. It's like okay. Well, no, I remember them saying literally it was like, well, we want to work on something else. Yeah, and it's just, who are these guys? <laughs> like and the like, balls on you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. I really don't know how to direct a series or, or anything. And I don't really like fantasy, but I, I guess I'll take a whack at Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I just stuff like that boggles my mind. Like, and then there's there's other you know there's the flip side of that where we have things like Taika Waititi directing Thor Ragnarok. Like, whoever thought of that like took the same chance that they took on these guys. But it turned out awesome. Well, but his previous bodies of work, which were not blockbusters, are very entertaining. Like they sure we, are. Like what we do. Uh, what we do. What in we the do in the shadows. It, it's it's fucking. It's hard awesome. for the wilder people. Yeah, like they're they're. He had done great stuff. Now, granted, its quality it just didn't have like hit huge audiences, and I think it was because it didn't have big releases. But like it worked, you know. Or right. Peter Jackson, who had done like puppets, fucking you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. 
or um, was it a Dead Alive? You know, like he did like some campy and frighteners. You know, some campy horror movies and stuff. But he did an epic, you know, uh, fantasy film like Lord of the Rings. So it's just this one was a fucking miss. <laughs> like, yeah. This was a not. It didn't. Pan- I mean, well, no, it started great. It started great. It just ended fucking terribly. I'm just. So I looked up like D.B. Weiss, right? Because he's one of the guys. And I'm just like looking at what what it was that he had done beforehand. And I just, I don't understand. So Ryder, he wrote an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in 2013. But that was already after Game of Thrones had started. <laughs> and then producer, he was an executive producer on 13 episodes of The Specials, whatever that was. It was a TV series. And then three guys with similar leather jackets, which was a short in 2017 after Game of Thrones. How do we fail up, Cody? How do we do? Yeah, like, (laughs) like I just, I just don't understand. Like, how do how do we get into? What are we doing wrong? What (laughs) I just like seriously, what uh, what did these guys do? Um, What's the other guy's name? David B. Yeah, there we go. Maybe he had something in it. This was his college his homie. or something. Yeah. Like... Oh, he he has some stuff on here. Um, let's see. Twenty fifth hour, which was a novel oh, screenplay. Okay. That was that was great though. Twenty fifth hour was good. He wrote the screenplay play for Troy. Okay, I enjoyed Troy. That was fine. Stay. I, I don't never, never heard of that one. Um, Jesus Christ! Why do people? I feel like people don't talk to me all day long. And then as soon as, we're then recording. as soon as we're recording, everyone's like, hey, what are you doing? Uh-oh. You ready for this one? He wrote the screenplay for 2009's X-Men Origins Wolverine. That should have been... That should have been... <laughs> that should have been a dead giveaway. Uh... Wait, 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 wait. That was with Deadpool, right? Yes. I'm done. I'm fucking (laughs) done with this guy. Wait, it took me a second on why you were like, why you gave me the pause and the look. That's the one where they sewed Deadpool's mouth shut and he had sword arms and laser eyes. That still pisses me off to this day. It's like, dude, you're going to mute the Merc with the mouth. Like, that's his whole deal. (laughs) That's his whole deal. Oh, my God. These, like, but besides that, what else did he do? I don't know, man. Maybe he's got Director, really, really soft no. hands and a long tongue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Producer. Yeah, uh, that was basically it. Like, and then apparently he wrote the screenplay for Gemini Man, the new uh, Will Smith. Uh, I was thinking about watching it now. I kind of want to watch it. I still want to watch it. But, damn. Like, not not a lot of accolades there. And then he gets to do the biggest series of all time. We just need to start writing shit. Yeah, Cody, we need to write throwing one, it out there. We'll write one shitty movie, and then we'll be like, "Hey, you guys want to direct like Wheel of Time? We think it's going to be pretty big." Or you know, it's like, God damn. So anyway, maybe we'll fail up and get Stormlight. You know, yeah, exactly, dude. The Stormlight series, and we're we're just like, yeah, we're like, oh, we don't know what we're doing, except we secretly do. Yeah, you just got to act like we don't. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't like, get Kaladin. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Swords appeared out of nowhere. Doesn't sound that believable Sounds to me. Stupid to me. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and then just like, uh, we're gonna need three hundred million dollars per episode, please. <laughs> and just make it awesome. Uh, uh, and then another um, thing, kind of related to that, if I remember correctly now, and I'm forgetting it, and it's gone. It's gone. We have lots to talk about. 
Yeah. Um, no, it was something related to that. Uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, their Star Wars trilogy was going to be about the birth of the Jedi, which sounds kind of interesting. You yeah, know? But I don't know if I'd want them to do it. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's just maybe we'll still get that, and maybe it'll it'll just be better. Because you know who I'd want to do it? The guys that did Clone Wars. That's who I'd want to do. Yeah, as long as they uh, don't do CG, because that yeah, looks as as like they... garbage. <laughs> you get you get over it, and you actually start. I shouldn't have to. You know, I shouldn't have to get over it. The stories take <laughs> over. Yeah. It's kind of like graphic novels. Sometimes it's not great artists, but the story's good. And you just get over it and you go along with it. The, the graphic, the, the picture should be good. All right? <laughs> just make it good. <laughs> um, uh, last thing I'll say in that world is uh, go watch Watchmen on HBO, though. It's black shit. Right, so I mean, you still haven't given me the... I mean, nothing. I did. I texted it to you last time before you left. Jesus Christ. I'll go back and look at it. Please don't say it on the podcast. <laughs> no, my HBO. No one can watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, um... But yeah, man, uh, Watchmen is it's written and uh, produced by David Lindoff or whatever the guy who did the uh, did Lost and uh, never watched Lost. You never watched Lost. Never watched oh, Lost. Man, you should watch Lost. Another one where the ending kind of faltered. That's what I heard, um, and I was like, yeah, forget it. It uh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I get it, but it's it was whatever. And he did the Leftovers, which is another weird, creepy one. You should watch the Leftovers too. Okay. Where it's it's like you're trying to the the whole time, he's really good at these series where the whole time you're trying to figure out what the fuck is happening, and then he fails at the execution. Um, no, I mean it. It just might not, you know. I feel like as humans, a lot of us really want like that nice wrapped up, concluded story. Like you know what was happening? It was a scientist in a lab, and he was controlling everything, and blah 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 blah, and they were dead the whole time. And they were this and that, and it was like I'm fine. Want something, you know, like kind of wrapped up and presented to us. What he does, I feel like a lot is he kind of he gives you, you know, an ending, and you just have to kind of think about it. Like, whoa, I guess what did happen, and we don't really, you don't really know one way or the other, or you have to kind of like interpret it on your own kind of thing. I'm I'm fine with it. You know, if it's if we don't get a clear ending, like The Void, I really love one of my favorite horror movies, and you don't really get a good yeah. conclusion of it. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm just not okay with like what they did with uh, Sons of Anarchy, where it's like they, I don't. I, don't I know. actually really like the ending of Sons of Anarchy. Really? Yeah. He was like motorcycle Jesus with like a little girl figure in the background. You don't know who she is. Like that was the only way he could keep his family safe. So he basically did what his dad couldn't do. Come on, dude. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but to paint him as like he's like this Jesus figure, like even with his arms out, like like he's on the cross, it just seems yeah, silly. Just for it, man. It just, just seems silly. He's just letting it happen. Had, if they didn't try to paint this religious part or add uh, like add like this death like figure in the background, I would have been fine. Then it would have been cool to yeah. Me. You know, then he did sacrifice himself for for the family. You know, I don't know. It's just like Neo, bro. He was the one. It just seems silly. Just seemed very. You silly. didn't like the Matrix. I'm sorry. No, Excuse I love me, the Matrix. I'm sorry. Except for, except for the end when yeah. when Neo is Jesus. But there's there's a new one coming up. So yeah, with uh, Jesus Keanu came Reeves. back. If you remember, <laughs> I don't know if you've uh, read read the Bible, but uh, that's a big part of it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's in the Bible we're, or not. Second coming, man. He came. He came once. We're waiting for the second one. Yeah, yeah. We're waiting for the second one. Second coming of Keanu Reeves. And um, oh, I forget her name. He's gonna awesome. he's gonna re wake up out of the batteries and be like, "What?" And he he like basically willed himself back into the matrix and into a person, just a random person. That'd be kind of cool. 
it. It could It'll be. be a CG'd version of younger Keanu Reeves. I don't know if I'd want that. I, I like I like older. Like, like, like older, gross calories. He's awesome. John Wick, he was awesome. He looked, he he got the shit beat out of him all through all three John, John but Wicks. He survived. That's true. I mean, I'm sure he's on a rigid pain management. <laughs> just a lot of uh, Vicodin. <laughs> yeah. Just, I bet the day after all the John Wicks took place, he just laid in his bed. He's like, <laughs> oh, so sore. <laughs> And just dips himself in a bath of hydrogen peroxide. Or like milk. Yeah. Oh, Calcium. Yeah. yeah. What was that episode? Oh, it was uh, maybe it was uh, Wanted with Angelina Jolie where they like dip in the wax afterwards yeah. and like helps heal. Heal. Them. Yep. That was kind of cool. That was a good comic book. Did I didn't read, read the comic, but I, I, I enjoyed the movie. It was. The movie was fine. It wasn't as good as the comic book because in the comic book, he was. Everyone was super villains. They weren't assassins. Okay. So. Um, now we're talking about Wanted. I don't know how we got here, but Wanted was an awesome graphic novel, and then it came out in a movie with James McAvoy. That was one of his earliest things yep. that I ever saw him in, and Angelina Jolie. And uh, uh, I think the first thing I saw him in what's was his name? Chronicles uh, of Narnia. I think that was the first thing. He was in that? Yeah, he was Tumis. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Morgan Freeman, I think, was in it. Too. Yes. Yeah. And so it's based on a graphic novel by, I think, Mark Millar, if I'm not mistaken. Um, where everyone is a super villain and super villains kind of like basically have taken over the world because they finally decided to team up and form an organization where like, you know, Lex Luthor and Joker got together and figured out how to kill Batman and Superman together by working together with teamwork. And so now they basically run the world, but they're, it's like, uh, you know, it's a secret organization that's, that secretly pulls the strings, but they're all bad guys. And so Angelina Jolie's character was basically Catwoman, but she was called the Fox, and she was like a sexy, acrobatic <laughs> thief, you know? And you're like, okay, well, that's Catwoman. And she had ears and everything, right? And then the guy, James McAvoy's character, whatever his name was, um, his dad was this ultra, like, ultra killer assassin guy. I think he was just called the Killer or something like that. It's very original, and, right? But his power was that he could, like, curve bullets and kill people in super efficient ridiculous ways kind of like bullseye almost okay um i don't know if bullseye can curve bullets but all right of course he can he would probably just ricochet it whatever it doesn't matter same deal okay (laughs) it's ricocheting off the air bro that's the next level bullseye (laughs) but what's cool about it is if you go back and read that graphic novel while you look in the background you'll see other super villains from other you know marvel and dc characters so you'll see like like, you'll be looking in back, Magneto's just chilling in the background. Uh, Can they jo- do that? Well, because they didn't focus on him, yeah, you could just kind of draw him in there. Yeah, I guess you could say, well, no, like, that's someone else. Like, that's you? that's obviously Electro. He's got the, like, electric things, you know, coming off of his face and that's stuff. That's interesting. All right, now you, you should sold go me. check it out. Now it's, you sold It's me really out. cool. Um, and then the main character, they modeled after Eminem, so he's, like, this bald kind of white guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But check it out, Wanted, on a graphic novel. Um all right, so we saw um, last night. We saw Doctor Sleep. Now we won't talk spoilers. So don't, don't you don't have to turn it off. Or so pause yeah, you don't have to turn it off. Please don't. In fact, tell your friends, subscribe, tell your mom, hit the like button, tell your grandma, yeah, tell your aunties, tell the kids that come trick or treating. You know, tell them to listen to us. It's a filthy podcast. They'll enjoy. They'll it. love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we saw Doctor Sleep uh, last night at a special early premiere showing. Um, and 
it's the sequel to Stephen King's The Shining. And I will say it's the sequel to the book and, and the movie. movie. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we've talked about this before, how the book differs quite a bit from Stanley Kubrick's movie, but they're both good in their own right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the visuals. The visuals were great. Yeah, I know. The style was awesome. We the did a bunch shots. of mushrooms before we did. <laughs> the visuals are awesome. Um, no, but I agree. I mean, you know, Stanley Kubrick's movie is a c- cinematographer's wet dream, essentially. You yeah, know? no, it was, it was the great. The blood coming out of the, the, the elevators and just two girls in the hallway, the, the and, pattern of and the carpet. making the hotel seem so massive, like mm-hmm. that anyone also, who's afraid all, of big spaces. I, I could totally imagine like being afraid of that. Also, movie. like the, the path that he rides his bike down doesn't actually it doesn't actually make sense. It like zigzags and goes back in on itself. It doesn't actually make sense as far as an actual layout. So it's meant to be drawing and stuff. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. But see, that, that's that's cool. Like, cool. that's great. Um, but anyway, so. Um, whether you've read the books, seen the, the Stanley Kubrick movie, or both, um, I think you'll really enjoy this movie. Um, it was a very daunting task for that director. It was very scary and very ambitious to try to marriage the book, both books, yep. and the movie. But I think okay, he did it. I was going to say, what other Shining book? And then I was like, oh, Dr. Sleep. Dr. Like, but it did. Two books? It did, it did a great. <laughs> it did, he did an amazing, amazing job. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, Ewan McGregor as um, as Danny Torrance was was awesome, um, and uh, the the girl they got to play um, Avril was also fantastic. And I like the the chick who played Rose Rose the Hat. Um, she, she was excellent as well. They're- the the people they used for uh, Danny's mom, she was great. She sounded a whole lot like. Um, Oh man, I'm forgetting the previous actress's name. Shelley Duvall. Yeah, she sounded a whole lot. She looked a little bit like her. Yep. But um So one thing we'll say too is they do they do show um uh they remake scenes from The Shining. And they were great. They and they were great. They were all awesome. At first I thought I was I was like, oh, he's just splicing in original from the original movie because they were great. Right, exactly. And I, I think it you know, they did an excellent job of playing homage to that that um older movie but also you know making it their own kind of thing um it was it was excellent it was just such a good time um the first half of the movie i'd say was almost the um uh was almost the exact same as the book would you agree yes it was it was very good and actually things that i thought they were gonna cut they didn't. And I'm actually glad that yeah. they didn't. I, and then things that I think they wouldn't cut was cut, but it was it was fine. It still worked. But um, there's some gruesome stuff. <laughs> there's some yeah. There's some gruesome stuff. And then like, um, they changed the ending um, from the book, um, and they changed some other things throughout because the the Shining and the book and the movie were so different. So there's there's enough in there where like me having. Me and you have both recently read Doctor Sleep within the yep. last four months or so, um, and so even though we've recently seen it, there were still fun surprises because there were some big changes yeah. in there um, that I really enjoyed. So, um, and keep keep an eye out for uh, other references ooh, from other yeah, Stephen all, King. All the Dark Tower uh, references and stuff. There were some great ones. I'm pretty sure I saw The Walking Dude. I'm pretty sure I saw Randall Flag. 
twice. Oh, really? oh okay. But I was I, trying to keep an eye. That's one thing I love about those kind of movies is I'm always like looking in the background. I'm pretty sure I saw a guy in jeans and a jeans jacket. Yeah. And cowboy boots in the background walking and he shows up in two different parts. Interesting. So I'm definitely going to rewatch it again when it comes out. To try, I just kind of want to confirm. Yeah, there there was there was the mentions of 19. Oh, there was a lot of 19. Yeah. We saw it in theater number 19. That was yeah. actually pretty. That was great. But was it was pretty... sucked as in our ticket. It didn't say Dr. Yeah, Sleep. it said Fandango early access or something. Yeah, like I'm like, stupid. I hate you. <laughs> Like it would have been such a cool. That's why I tried to take a picture with my little keychain. Well, I was gonna look. definitely gonna keep it. I was gonna keep it. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be a great little memory. Like I saw it in Theater yeah. 19, and it was you that were like, dude, it doesn't say Doctor Sleep. And I was like, what? I was like, oh shit, that yeah, sucks. Fuck you, Fandango. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was cool. We saw it in Theater 19. There's mentions of 19. There's um, there's actually uh, in one scene he does go into room 217. Which is the original, yeah, the original room from the book, but also when you know they actually referenced two thirty seven from the Stanley Kubrick which, movie. Which that too. confused me uh, in the scene. I was like, wait, why are they referencing two thirty seven? I was like, wasn't it two seventeen? I was like, am I going crazy? But it's because I had recently finished the. You book. finished the book, yeah, and then yeah, so the the theater that, or the hotel that they filmed the Stanley Kubrick movie in had a room two seventeen, and they didn't want people to be scared of like staying in that room. So they made up 237. There wasn't a room 237. Which is stupid. How sick would it be to go to that? Yeah. Go to that hotel. And like, I would lean into it, but you know, you never know. That was Stephen King's what? Third book, second book, third book, third book. And so like they had, they had no idea it was going to blow up into this awesome, you know, <laughs> you know, memorabilia laden thing. Um, but yeah, man, really good. They had the. It's the, hard not to talk. Give away I know. Stuff with. They had the the sound, some of the soundtrack. The boom, 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 boom. But I would definitely recommend people look in the background. I remember. Yeah. I can't think of a lot. Of, I I feel like I caught other stuff, but keep your eyes peeled for the little Easter eggs. Um, that's one of my favorite things of these movies that are have like expanded universes and stuff. I really enjoy that. I really, I really. Well, I know just from watching this movie, it's going to be successful. But I hope. Because it's going to be successful and make a lot of money, I hope that they start leaning more towards the Stephen King verse. Yeah. Um, incorporate, and particularly since it one and two was like did so right. well, right? And um, this is going to do well. I really hope that they start making like a whole Stephen King universe. And I don't know if we if I mentioned it last week on the podcast, but I definitely talked to you about it. But Castle Rock season two just started on Hulu, um, and that's awesome too. That's kind of a cool expanded universe type thing um and season two so far is even better than season one well and i hope i hope they continue to get quality people to make his yeah. movies it seems like it, it's kind of weird that it took this long to get really good stephen king content you know like as far well, as like not books and but. no one was really looking at stringing them together like yeah they'll reference it like the mist will have uh, rolling and with the dark tower in the background which is really cool to see right but it's just like you know it's but Make it official, man. Like, yeah, connect like, these movies. Like, you'll see a sign saying, ooh, dairy next exit. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah, you but know? connect them. Just fucking connect Yeah, them. just do it. You know, make it, make the Dark Tower verse, and then you come out with the Dark Tower movie, and then, make, well, it should be a gunslinger movie, first of all. Let's let's yeah. start right there. <laughs> it, it needs to set up the thing. It doesn't need to end everything in one movie, you know, so um, I think... Uh, I think they could do it. You just have to get the right people to hell. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe uh, DB Weiss and uh, oh, fuck David you. Bain. 
Maybe that's their Netflix project. Maybe Kevin. Oh, fuck you, man. You just willed that into the universe. Maybe. Watch. That's going to happen. Cause a wheel, bro. Keeps oh, on so, spinning. I will give that line away. They do say cause a wheel, which is so anyone who's oh, read the so Dark Tower was so good to hear that. Which is funny because in the book, there was a different line from the Dark Tower. It was. Uh, there are other worlds in these. Did did you say that? In yep. The Doctor Sleep? Ooh, I don't remember that part. Yep, I'm gonna go he was again. he was talking to. Uh, I know he did say faith is a wheel. It he did. He said something close to it. Or destiny, faith. Uh, no, I think it was life faith. is or a wheel or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but no, he's um, someone. I don't remember if it was Danny Torrance or if it was Billy or something like that. But oh, that's like, right. Oh, that's there's right. Other, there's other worlds than that's these. That's right. It was to one of the patients. I remember. Yeah, that. exactly. So I was like, ooh, it gives me chills just thinking about it. And for those of you who haven't read The Dark Tower, just do it. It's awesome. Like, uh, there would be no, like, Avengers without, you know, Avengers movie, I'll say, because there would be an Avengers comic book still. But there, the whole idea of, like, an expanded universe like that, like, I feel like Stephen King was one of the first ones to really do it super well, at least that I know of. Well, yeah, I mean, he started Gunslinger, what, in the 70s? I uh, I think it was... I th- I think it was yeah, seventies. It was like a short story, but he had he had plans and he had ideas like, of like he like he he published in like chapters in a sci-fi yeah, magazine, yeah. which is crazy because he did that a lot. Like I remember, I remember the Green Mile came out in these little like novellas, and you had to buy all of them, and that's how I read the Green Mile because <laughs> it was you had to buy like four of them, and they came out and like here's here's. 15 chapters you're like what the fuck damn he was doing subscription add-ons before playstation <laughs> yeah he's <was> dlc <laughs> man <laughs> stephen king <laughs> was activision before activision yeah was. i know <laughs> but uh yeah check that out guys uh doctor sleep november 8th i think is one or seventh well seventh, seventh, or seventh is the thursday i guess eighth is the official day yeah so you can see it probably nine o'clock or whatever on on thursday but yeah, check it out, guys. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Um, plus, you know it's fun because you get to see uh, Ewan McGregor before he goes full Obi Wan again. Yeah, they did a great job at uh, aging him and de aging him too. But I guess, I mean, they I'm, just I shaved his beard off. No, they. Made I him. would look young with my beard <laughs> shaved off too. <laughs> Never mind. I almost said some stuff. I won't give it away. But, yeah. Um, I, I would say if you're a fan of the film and you're a fan of the book. You're gonna be happy, and that's a, and still I want to stress it was a daunting task that the director did a great oh, job. Oh, he did he did an excellent job. I think this might be the best Stephen King movie from his book and in in adaptation. Yeah, Maximum Overdrive was just too good on its own. <sighs> Dude, we can't. That's there's too much to talk about. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, I think I think this might be my new like favorite Stephen King adaptation movie. It was great. That's fair to say, right? It was great. Um, all righty. And when when the movie officially comes out, I have more opinions that I want to. Yeah, get out. we'll probably do an in depth review. Probably not next time, but maybe the time after that. That maybe once that it's way, been out for a week or so, and then maybe that way we watched it twice, so maybe we can catch more things. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll do a full on in depth Easter egg reveal and stuff. Because um, I think that'll be fun. That'll be a good one. <laughs> all righty then. Anything else you want to talk about? I'm trying to think if we've touched based on everything. I feel like there's always so much going on 
Um, plus, we've been dealing with the stupid um, power outages and shit. Oh, like yeah, that. for us other Californians. Yeah. Every day we're going to figure out, can we record? Is that going to be possible? Yeah, exactly. Are the lights going to be on? Is my house going to be on fire? Who knows? Uh, wild, uh, wild west, it's, man. Yeah, it's hard hard to tell. Um, and, uh, ooh, uh, there are some cool games coming out, too. We'll try to... We'll try to touch on those um, as they come out because holiday season is always a good time for video games. I- I'm really interested about the Death Stranding uh, game. It's, oh, is that with um... with uh, Norman Reedus? Yeah, yeah. Eh, I mean, it looks crazy. I you're almost... carrying this baby around in like a fanny pack. or it something? It was this whole suits thing that kind of threw me off. Like I, was like, I don't know. What about the suits? I don't know. They look like kind of like. They looked very. He- I, this is gonna be maybe dumb, but like the physics of it seemed a little off. Like he was moving He's, like he was super light, but he had like. But he had like a, gi- a gigantic ladder on yeah. his back or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know that does look kind of weird. It's just a light ladder. You know, and everyone's been talking about um, other worlds, and I went to go pick it up to find out that it's nowhere near a hundred miles of San Francisco. So wow, is that? Because it was super limited release, or because it's so good that everyone bought it. I don't know. It hasn't been out like two weeks or something. Like I've heard people have already beat it. Like I don't know. It. I actually know nothing about it except that I started seeing people talking about like, "Ooh, other worlds." I'm like, "Oh, that's crazy." I was and I was like fifty fifty. Like, should I buy that or Call of Duty? And Call of Duty to me is like waffles. Like I like the idea of it, but once I once get you it, get it, you're I'm like, like Man, uh, fuck waffles. Why did I? I know I don't like waffles. Like why did I? Get <laughs> I knew waffles? there was a reason I wasn't eating waffles every single day. <laughs> it's just like, and but like it almost got me. I was like, oh well, I don't know. I do enjoy the campaign. The campaign is fun. I always get destroyed in multiplayer. I guess I don't have to play multiplayer. And then you know, mostly people just get it for the multiplayer. Yeah. But I do play the zombie stuff. I was like, oh, I don't think this one has zombies. Like, oh, do I get it? Do I don't get it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, there, so there's. This is a fun little tidbit about the new Call of Duty. There's a, there's like a, um, a level in Call of Duty, and they've had controversy in the past. Remember the one where you go to an uh, airport and just machine gun a bunch of civilians? That sounds totally dumb. <laughs> Whoever like wrote that into the into the game? Yeah, well, that happened. That was on like Modern Warfare Two or something. Wow, you don't okay. remember that? Where you're just like you're walking through an airport. And you're just a bunch of guys, and you have big ass LMG machine guns. I must have missed that one. I think it gave you an option to like the next the next level contains quite a bit of uh, violence. You could you you could skip. You could actually skip ahead that, of that. Wow. But anyway, <laughs> so this one is not that. This one is you actually like going into someone's house at nighttime with night vision goggles. It's a civilian house, and I think it's supposed to be like. Is he a terrorist? Uh, it's a training, or or maybe it's a terrorist thing. I don't know. It's it, it's supposed to like train you on how to like infiltrate houses and stuff, and how to identify civilians. And so you, you're supposed to kick down this door, breach this door, and that you'll see a woman in there who jumps up and then runs over to a crib to grab her baby, kind of thing. And you have to identify that it she's not grabbing like a you know TNT or explosive or whatever from a crib. Yeah, I know. Well, you never know. Terrorists are crazy. I guess. They're crafty. Anyway, so when you're doing that level, this is in the newest Call of Duty now, Modern War- Modern Warfare. Is I believe it. it's Modern Warfare. Yeah. So if you shoot her or the baby, it, this little message pops up that says, um, children, uh, what does it say? Like, children are always um, civilians or something like that. You know, civilians are, are no no shoot or something like that. It's telling you not to shoot the baby, right? That's the message. I don't know how they word it. But 
So if you do it like three times or something like that, it actually boots you out of that level to the main menu. And it says, seriously? It, with a question mark, and then boots you out of the game. Isn't that crazy? There's a lot of psychopaths out there, Cody. <laughs> I know that, but why'd you put a why'd you put a level in there where you can shoot a baby? Yeah. Also, like no, I but, mean, yeah, you know, it's no. both sides of it. You know, I just want to be point and counterpoint there, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Like you can get into sticky situations. Like Sometimes that. though, you fuck up. You're like, all right, that was nice. But I guess yeah, if they make you do it three times, like, yeah. right, you're not. I didn't up. know what she was grabbing. <laughs> I didn't know if maybe they programmed that bomb to cry. <laughs> I had to put it down. I thought the second time it might have been different. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, you crafty programmers. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting take on because um, Call of Duty every once in a while has like one of those things. But yeah, the airport one was a big controversy too. Yeah, of course. Because you know it wasn't. It wasn't. I w- that would be like today doing a school shooting. It's like yeah, on, exactly. Man. Ooh, Call of Duty next year. <laughs> That's gonna be the one. Just go into a school and just. And you're like, well, do you really want to play this? Are you sure you want to play this? And we're like, come on, Call of Duty. You know what you're doing. You're just trying to get all those violence junkies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I haven't been into a Call of Duty game in quite some time. I just... You know what's actually kind of fun, and I didn't want to play it. I had no mm-hmm. plans of playing it, was Call of Duty on the mobile phone. Yep. And one of my friends was like, dude, it's fun. I'm like, how can it be fun? Like, I don't understand. And he's like, just download it. If you don't like it, just delete it after yeah, I've been playing every night. You spent like sixty dollars <laughs> on like no, I've spent, in-app purchases. I've spent zero. Oh, it looks like you're out of grenades. <laughs> spent zero. You can either invite not, four friends on Facebook or pay a dollar ninety-nine. Any dollars on it? But I say that every time, and then you know, then there's Pokemon Go that I've paid a million dollars on. And you know, like the first couple of days, I was number one ranked, always number one. I was like, dude, I'm killing it. I was like, the only reason I didn't play it on my PlayStation is because I always sucked at it. Like, yeah. I'm crushing it here. <laughs> it's good to be number one. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, I guess maybe I started hopping on to like all the Asian countries, and j- I'm saying they're better because they have faster internet. It's, they do. They fucking do. Like smaller, we're one more of the nimble worst. fingers. <laughs> it's because they make the iPhones. It's not fair. They're yeah, just- it's not fair. They, they, they built in a, a hyper button or a turbo button or whatever it was. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's surprisingly a lot of fun, and uh, I even bought a little. Uh, joystick for the phone Ooh, it works a lot better out of app purchases <laughs> yeah i'll do that <laughs> i'll do that it's five dollars oh yeah. i'm spending five dollars on that then i bought this case that makes it feel like an xbox controller <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i did no. research it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was some pretty cool shit yeah there's some good stuff out there yeah i never really got big on gaming on the phones i like pokemon go with the new iphone though it works a lot <laughs> oh i'm like, sure i'm sure it's super super quick now um, but yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I think that you know another game I'm really excited for is the new Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I keep seeing um, cool little updates about that. So I'm kind of mad Dragon at myself that I didn't RPG. hop on harder on the fighter one. It was a lot of fun, and I just kind of stopped playing. Yeah, it. I'm just not big on juggling in like, general, like, like balls, like, like balls and pins and stuff. No, yeah. ju- juggling fighting games. You know, like oh, like, like air uh, combos and stuff, like Guilty Gear and. Marvel vs. Capcom, like oh, where you have Marvel's. to like, you just have to keep someone up in the air, because that that to me you can counter though if you if you're fast enough and you know you time it right. Right, but to me that's like that's like my least favorite part about any fighting game, is when you get caught in this combo and you just can't get out of so it. You tell me you weren't fu- you weren't a fan of Killer Instinct? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I was not. Really? Yeah, I didn't like. I mean, oh. it was fine. I played a little bit of it, 
I was always more of a, a Street Fighter guy. Mortal Kombat to a lesser extent. Um, King of Fighters a little bit here and there. Um, that sort of thing. But yeah, like, I mean, I played them all. I played Guilty Gear. I've played Blas Blue. That was a good one. Know you know about Blas Blue? No. <laughs> Don't do, even talk to me then. Do you play Clay Fighter? Clay I do remember that. That was on like uh, Dreamcast was, or something. No, nah, I think it was on 64. Sega Genesis? Nintendo oh, okay. 64. There was a really racist one where it was an Asian guy where he was like throwing food and obviously had like the stereotypical accent and stuff. Yeah, like it was, the buck teeth and the glasses yep, or whatever. I, you Would you write him? Like, yeah, I might have. I might have. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's funny how, how much those have evolved. But yeah, I liked, you know, it was fun playing the Dragon Ball one for a while. It was, it was always, I felt like the Budokai Tenkaichi games, those did a pretty good job where it's 3d and you're flying around i didn't like those you didn't like those the new one was i really enjoyed yeah fighter z but uh dragon ball z kakarot is an rpg basically um <laughs> so it's, it's kind of interesting it seems like it's gonna be very open world and you can do a lot of exploring and stuff so i'm interested to see where that goes you can destroy planets that would be fun <laughs> just like be freezing and just oh, 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 oh and just like death ball all the planet isn't all of dragon ball z about to be released on i think netflix or something oh i don't know dragon ball super i know just finished uh the anime for now until they write more manga i remember seeing I finally dragon- caught up on it it's pretty good ultra I'm- instinct goku what you know about that i don't it's, it's the next evolution of super <laughs> saiyan basically whatever Superman can still destroy him. <laughs> Superman ain't got shit. Because he's basically using magic and Superman's weak against magic. It's not magic. It's key. It's the same. What's key, Christian? It's energy. Okay? Yeah, magic energy. It's just energy. From Everyone your, has key. From your soul. It's just that he knows how to use it better. That's uh, all. Okay, whatever. <laughs> all righty. Well, I think that just about does it for us for this episode. Uh, we do have some fun stuff coming up. Just waiting to hear back from people. We have some merch that might be coming out very shortly. Save your dollars. Save your dollars. Save your cents. Get ready to spend them on us. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, we'll uh, do a little bit more in-depth review Dr. Sleep later. But, um, Christian, thank you for always, uh, you know, telling me about the early premiere tickets and stuff for the movies. And stuff. <laughs> You're welcome. But also for doing this show, of course. And um, to all the nerds out there, Thank you for listening and sharing, subscribing, telling your friends, your family. And remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night. And happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Woo.